Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. I'm your host, Yvonne. Today's show, Becoming a Published Author, is brought to you by You Are Dynamic LLC, the personal improvement company that believes in and cares about you. The purpose of this podcast is to help you control, alt, delete your negative pattern choices that keep sabotaging your life and allowing toxic people a place in your life. This is our last episode with award-winning author Deborah Jean Rogers. If you've enjoyed the first two episodes, this one will not disappoint. And I hope you're already taking action steps to move forward in your publishing journey. So stay tuned. We're back with Deborah again, and this is so much great information. So we're just going to keep going. And I'm asking you, Deborah, to speak to the person who does not have financial means to hire a coach or to hire a content or line editor and still be motivated to keep moving on with their project. I think the first thing, again, is to know why you are writing your book. And are you interested in writing a book or are you committed to writing a book? Will you do whatever it takes to make it happen? There are a million ways, first of all, to come up with the financing, you know, to, to, Look, if you had, if you had, this sounds like really weird, but like if your car broke down, like you would find the finances to fix your car, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, we are, we are living in an abundant universe that is only getting bigger. And for anybody who is working from home, Mm -hmm. working from home is like risen 87% in the past couple of years. It's only going to get higher and higher and higher. People are finding create, this is the most creative time to be an author, to be an entrepreneur, to be getting your message out there. There is no better time. There are a million different ways to get your voice out there, to be making money, to be abundant. This feels like a whole nother conversation. The other thing- (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like uh, it's a whole money conversation. I actually have in the bestseller book course, I have a bonus called show me the money, your author revenue ladder. And here's the genius of that. The genius of that is you can start making money on your book idea before you ever write your book. Well, there are a million, your book, think of your book as like the nucleus, the center, right? What are all the different things that you can do off writing your book. This is so fun. This is funny because I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but um, it's really, it's one of my favorite masterclasses to teach. And so you have your book at the center. You could be doing podcasts, course creation, evergreen stuff there. Uh, you could guest blog on other people's sites. You could write articles, write and publish articles. You could launch a podcast. You could do all these different things around your book. What if you start creating content and creating ways to make money around this core book idea and it finances you writing your book? The other thing is, if you go the traditional publishing route, you don't need the money to hire a content editor, a line editor. 
right? They will hire that for you. Mm-hmm. They'll give you an advance to write the book and they'll do, do that. So if you are really like, okay, self, and this is what I talk about. I feel like I'm going off on different things. I get so excited, but when you are deciding on whether to self-publish or traditionally publish, people usually say, well, I feel like I want to self-publish or I feel mm-hmm. like I want to traditionally publish. That's not the question to ask. The question to ask is, what are your goals? What are your goals for what yourself are your goals? Okay. and your business? What are the different things that you want to achieve with your book? So do you want to make money with your book? Do you want to be an Amazon bestseller? Or do you want to be a New York Times bestseller? Are you using your, your book to build your biz? There are different things that lend themselves to traditional publishing versus self-publishing. If you are saying, okay, I don't have the money for a content editor and a line editor, I have this amazing book, then use your money to hire a coach or take a course, which is even cheaper, right? (laughs) Hiring a personal coach is, it's really expensive, but that's why we have group courses. So you can get the, the education and the support and the coaching that you need at an affordable price, and then go do your book proposal and get a, get a publisher. So Here's you're saying invest in yourself. You, invest you, in yourself. Even if you start small, start investing in yourself. Yeah. And every day you can get up and sit down and write. That doesn't cost anything. It's about getting your story on the paper and out in the world. And that's part of the process. That's part of the motivation we were talking about in the last episode to get you moving forward. There's little things that you can do that don't cost you money at all to get you moving forward. Once the momentum builds, then I always say, once the the student is ready, the teacher appears. Once the momentum builds, you will be surprised at what shows up and who shows up, right? surprise like you. And at the end, which uh, I'm going to have you to just tell us a a few of of your courses, and then we'll have that information. So in case people want to book with you, move on with you, and and help you help them to move forward in their book idea, moving it into momentum, what would you say are the best things, Reader's Digest, the difference between traditional and, and self-publishing. And isn't there a, a middle ground? So you can self-publish or you can have uh, someone hybrid. hybrid. Okay, mm-hmm. self-publish, hybrid, and traditional. Just a Reader's Digest. Great. So um, again, you want to look at what your personal goals are, what, what you want this book to do for you and your business. If you're if you have a book, if the book is around your business. So traditional publishing, they take care of the editing and design at no cost to you. It takes longer to publish. It's usually one to two years. They are in charge of the distribution, which is getting it into all the bookstores and Amazon and all that. Uh, the royalty rate is between seven and 15% depending on the book deal that you get. Newer authors, obviously it's gonna be on the lower end. Um, you can repurpose 20 to 30% of your content for uh, blogs, articles, and so on. 
and you have little control over the, well, you have control over your creative content, but after the book is published, that's it. You mm -hmm. don't have control unless you have, for example, Denise Duffield Thomas, who's a great example of someone who self-published a bunch of books. And then on the third book, she got picked up by Hay House and they ended up picking up the other two books. And then they did a rewrite on one of her books, which is really not the norm. Usually when you publish a book through a publishing house, that's the book you go with. That's mm -hmm. the book that's going to be there for life. Good thing about self-publishing, you can do a 2.0. I've actually physically pulled my book right now because I'm, I'm about to relaunch a 2.0 version of the book. So um, that's a beautiful thing. So let's talk about self-publishing really quick. Um, you do need to hire someone to do the editing and design. There are packages in Am Amazon and Kindle Direct that the KDP that, uh, that, that does have some of that in there. Mm -hmm. I do recommend again, doing your due diligence and not just coming up with the cheapest version. You really want to make sure because people do judge a book by its cover. <laughs> so you want to make sure that your type is really clear, that your image really reflects your book. So that is really incredibly important. So once it's written and edited, you can publish it pretty quickly, usually within two to three weeks. Um, if you plan on selling printed books anywhere besides Amazon, you will have to put in the work to, um, to get yourself into bookstores. You will have to do your own selling. You can go pitch to local bookstores. So if you self-publish, I do wanna say this, you please publish on Amazon and Ingram Spark. Ingram Spark is what gets you in the bookstores and libraries. If you go to a local bookseller and you're pitching your book and you give them a sample copy, which I've done, then they'll say, okay, then if they like the book and they want to stock a few in their bookstore and see if it sells, they're only going to order from Ingram Spark. They are not going to order from Amazon. So, and it doesn't, it doesn't cost that much and it's not that much to upload it a second time. You do get a higher royalty rate with Amazon. It's about 70% of your book's profits. Um, you own the copyright, so you can repurpose, republish it. You can do, you can put out, you know, 80% of your book and blogs and different things. I do recommend that 50% of your book be new material and not just repurpose material because you want your book to be that additional thing they get with some fresh ideas and content perspective and stories. So that is, um, yeah, that's pretty much the Cliff Notes version of it. What's the hybrid? The course, but... What's the hybrid? Okay, so a hybrid is, okay, I want to say it is, it's, it's sold as the best of both worlds, right? Mm -hmm. So you get the, the illusion or the, you know, whatever of having more of a traditional publishing but you also, um, you have more creative control. And I, I talk about it a little bit deeper in BBC, the bestseller book course, but um, I have to be completely honest. I have yet to see a hybrid publishing that is worth it. And I'm I, gonna just throw this out here because my very first book was hybrid <laughs> and it was through Tate Publishing. And I paid a pretty penny for that. Mm -hmm. 
So my investment in that, and then I had no idea, you know, right out the door, fresh author wanting to get this story out there. And I ran into some things that you said. I don't have, I didn't have the creative license, you know, and I did have an editor that was included in the investment. They did do the book cover for me and revisions. And then we did like three different back and forth editing rounds. Now, they do put the book on the Ingram, and I forget there's another distributor, but Ingram is a distributor. They do put it on in their distributor list for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ingram and Lightning Source might be the two things, okay. but I think they're all they're all in one hub now. So to have my book as a hybrid, I had to put the investment up front. That that's that was the difference. Mm-hmm. So right, so and I think it was I think I paid like four thousand dollars for that. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. But for someone who doesn't have the finances to do it, you would go self-publishing, but you would still end up having to pay and it's suggested, not even suggested. I think you should pay for an editor. You should pay to have your cover professionally done. Even on Fiverr, you can find some some good people uh, to do your book cover. So 100%. You can't, you can't do it all alone. I do have a lot of students that are trying to pull their books from hybrids. I think the only thing I would say about hybrid, whether um, you've had a good experience or not is read the fine print because some hybrids, they do control the book and you can't get it back if you're not happy. And, you know, there's a lot of things. I actually did have a hybrid publisher, two hybrid publishers that came that wanted to work with me. And one of them was a really tempting, tempting because they were uh, former book publicists. So mm-hmm. they promised me the sun and the moon and the stars. Right. But when I looked at the contract, they wanted so much more than I, and I would never have been able to get my book back and I wouldn't be able to do the 2.0 version that I'm doing now. So would you have been able to retitle the book? You still have the book and you have the title, but maybe give it a different subtitle, change some of the content on the inside, and then upload, <clears throat> excuse me, upload your book to say KDP. You're saying if if it belongs to another publisher, can you kind of well, change some things? It's it's your book, but depending on what is in the contract. Mm-hmm. Are you able to take that same title because it, it the content is your content? It's not their content. So are you would you be able to do that? If they own the book, then it is their content because they bought the rights to it. Um, so it again, it's about reading the fine print. Okay. What I would say is if they don't own the rights to the content, Mm -hmm. then you could do that. Um, and it's a little tricky because then you're, you're the same content is in their book. That's in your book. And you're just finessing a little bit. I would say what would be more beneficial to you is to take the same content content and continue the conversation continue the conversation in a new way 
or digging deeper, or you have new aha moments and just create another book, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's something, a smaller book, right? Like more of the novella size, the 165 page book. I would not retitle and resubtitle something that has the majority of the, or even 50% of the same exact content. I think you're getting into tricky zone there. Um, but here's the thing. Once you, how many times have people published a book and said, oh my God, I wish this was in the book or, oh, I, you know, or they launch podcasts or whatever, or they dig deep or start doing blogs on it. And then they come up with all these other stories. Yes. And then just do a sequel, do a sequel, do a series. Awesome. Yeah. New We're title, getting... new conversation, new content. And, and what I also found was, especially if it's a fiction book, I've spoken to someone, a book of fiction, but you can make it into a nonfiction book. Also, if you add questions to it, you're shaking your head. Yes. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, it's funny that you talk about fiction books to nonfiction because I have I have a couple of students who um, are turning their nonfiction into fiction books. Okay. Because they're so, and this is a thing, you know. Anne Lamont said, if people didn't want you to write about them, then they shouldn't have behaved badly. <laughs> so, I have my memoir, my dear, lovely memoir writers who I adore beyond belief, who have phenomenal stories that I get all the time that worried, oh my God, I'm writing about, you know, an ex or I'm writing about a brother or I'm writing about whatever. If you are writing about someone like a friend or an ex, mm -hmm. just change the name yes. and change certain details. There you go. That's all you need to do. My friend and I, we always said we, we have the biggest joke and it just came up yesterday too, that, and she had the same thing with her book. Cause she talked about other people's stories and other people's mm -hmm. things. And she said that the people that were in her book didn't think they were in her book and the people awesome. who were not in her book did think they were in her book. And it's so funny. I know we're going off a little bit of this, but I feel like this is important for your audience. Yesterday, when I was on the phone with a friend, I hadn't talked to him in like 10 years. He still says that one of my ex-boyfriends who we know still is telling everybody that he's in this, he did you a favor. <laughs> and he's not. And the funny thing is, is that I told my friend yesterday, I was like, you know, he would have been a good story for the book. I wish I did put him in the book, but he's not in the book and it's That's about hilarious. breakups and he wants to be in that book so bad because it's done really well and it's hilarious. No. So it is so true. But, and in addition to that, talking about the flip side of that, uh, there are a couple of my authors that, that are very, it's very, very close to home and very specific that they are turning the nonfiction book into a fiction book. Mm -hmm. um, so they can really dig in and tell the story in its entirety mm. without worrying about, you know, what other people are going to say going, that's me. Or, so. or being, um, uh, having a court case filed against them because <laughs> they're in this book, but they're really not in the book. Exactly. exactly. So we're close to the end, Deborah. Um, tell me three tips on having your book go from an idea to sales. So here's the thing about this. First of all, if you go idea, mm -hmm. so having a great idea, there's a, there's a middle piece finding the right story to okay. tell equals a sellable book. What 
what we can also talk about is what makes a sellable idea. Mm -hmm. So what makes a sellable idea? I have three ways. Is it gettable? Is it relatable? And is it shareable? Gettable, so is it gettable? Relatable, relatable and shareable. And shareable. Is it gettable? Is the title easy to say and remember? Mm. Is the subtitle, does it speak directly to your, to your ideal reader? Does it, if we're talking about traditional nonfiction, can your ideal reader relate to the subtitle? Is it something that it's, that they desire is, does it speak to a very specific pain point or struggle that they're mm -hmm. going through right now? And does it speak to what they want? Not what they need, what they want, what they want, give them what they want and then give them what they need. So is it gettable? The other thing about, is it gettable is you want your title, your subtitle, and your one paragraph pitch, your log line or your pitch to have them go, I get this. I can go into, uh, you know, an editor. I can go into a board meeting for, for Random House and I can pitch this mm. very, very easily. Can get it right away. If, a, you know, if there's a sea of books on Amazon, you need your ideal reader to go, oh my God, that's the book I was looking for, right? So gettable, relatable. Uh, relatable is also about universal themes. Um, I, I always say that I, I have a lot of students. I have one student that just has this incredible memoir. Now I have not gone through what she has experienced going from like Jamaica to the United States and all the trauma that she went to, but I can relate to certain things in her book. Mm -hmm. I can relate to, you know, certain things with family members and the self-doubt and, you know, all the different things within her experience. I'm like, oh my God, I had an experience like that. That is nothing like hers, but it's about creating relatability, right? Those stories, those stories that speak to your ideal reader. And is it shareable? Does it have word of mouth potential? Mm. We always think about like, what, you know, we love to share like a funny TikTok video, right? Or a, or a great television series or my mine that I always share all the time. My students are so tired of hearing me say it, but the book Finish by John Cuff. Mm -hmm. I love that book. I found that book because someone on social media said, oh my gosh, this book is amazing. It helped me get this project done. I was in the middle of a project. I was floundering, shiny object syndrome, destruction, the whole deal. I'm like, I got to get this book. Got the book, read it in a week. It, and the tagline is give yourself the gift of done. Mm. Very clear, very gettable, very relatable, right? And I did, I got my project done. And I, that's another book. I have like a couple of books that I read once a year just mm -hmm, to kind of retouch mm -hmm. myself with that. So that is so incredibly important to have something that is that can be very easily shared, clear, concise communication. Done. And you're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in our last couple of minutes, Tell us some of the services that you provide, and then we're going to, in the show notes, put your contact information, but tell us some of the services you provide, because I'm sure out of these three episodes, someone is going to hire you <laughs> for their journey. Well, thank you. Well, there right now, there are three ways that 
that I've been offering to work with me. And the first one is the bestseller books book course, which is your one-stop shop for everything you need to write, publish, promote, and profit from your book. It is an incredible course. I had one of my students say that she got more done in three weeks on her book than she had gotten done in the past three years. It is very simple, simple, very, I mean, this is 25 years boiled mm -hmm. down into very simple, clear, concise steps. I, it's my heart and soul. I put my heart and soul into it. People are loving it. And I'm just so excited by the work that is coming out of that. So there's that. Then I have the Book Writers Collective, which is a membership. That is really the only place now that you can get my eyes on your work. Mm -hmm. Get my eyes on your, there's hot seats. I review pages. There's motivation. I'm in there every single week. You have to be a BBC alumni to get into that group. Why do I do that? I do it because I want to be talking to you about log lines and tag lines and, and outline structures and all this stuff and have you to be able to go to like this one little snack section of BBC and know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're struggling, you can go review it and we can get the work done faster and get more work done because within that is also get your book done in 90 days. So you finish BBC and then we're right on the trajectory of getting your book done in 90 days. So, and it does follow the whole author success path. So wherever you are mm -hmm. writing, publishing, promoting your book's been out for a while and you want to do a, a second promotion on it, whatever you want to do, or you're like, Hey, I want to take 30 days and, and make some money. You can do that in the membership. And then the last one, is, I'm super excited. I have a very simple course called online writing made simple, mm -hmm. and it's about how to write binge worthy content that attracts your ideal audience and makes them hungry for more of what you have to offer. So I'm actually going to be launching that one pretty soon. That is only a four week course. That's a little mini bite-sized course. So if you want to learn how to write better and how to create more binge worthy content, then, uh, you can do that. Um, the last thing I just want to say is I already, like, if you're listening and you're saying, oh my gosh, you know, I just need something right now. Mm -hmm. I have three juicy free freebies that are like, literally go to deborajeanrogers.com and click on the homepage. And I have, um, the five secrets to writing a best-selling book. Mm -hmm. I have a quiz that is what's holding you back from writing your book. Take the quiz and find out get a little habit fix. And then the third one is, which I love 120 story and content ideas that stick. So if wow. you are having trouble creating content or posting on social media or what to write in your newsletter, please grab that freebie because that thing is hot and it gives you so many content ideas. And for the courses, they're, they're not open right now. Just you can go in. I have a whole bunch of stuff where you can actually browse and find out what it's all about. And you can hop on the waiting list for any of my courses right now. And that's Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, Jean, J-E-A-N, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S.com. Dot com. I have had such fun interviewing with you today, Deborah, and you have given us so much information. I know that people will, and I always say at the end, they will take away golden nuggets and those golden nuggets can turn you into the queen that you want to be. 
So I thank Amen. you today. For <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> it too. I, I, I've just now taken off with my podcast. So, hey, we're going to go to your website and we're going to learn some different things and, and check into the freebies and then check into the wait list for the classes. Again, Deborah, thank you so much for being with us today on the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I loved being here. Thanks again for being a regular listener to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast and today's show, Becoming a Published Author with Deborah Jean Rogers. Stop by her website, DebraJeanRogers.com, to get your freebies. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast so we can get the word out and so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Boy, this episode was chock full of goodies. So go back again and listen to episodes one and two. And if you've been blessed by my podcast, you can now support the podcast by clicking the dollar sign button right underneath the description. And today I have something special for you because I want to hear your comments. So you can reach out with them to yvonnetheauthor at gmail.com. And the first five people to send me an email, you will receive a special gift. Always remember and never forget that you are dynamic. Why? Because despite everything you've been through, you're still here. Thank you.